0: I'm so relaxed right now because I just did uh, massage therapy Mm -hmm. and then we did uh, like restorative yoga, relaxation yoga.
1: Combination of all the classes we had. Yeah. Kind of put them in a little mini session for you.
0: Right. But what was interesting is she described it to us as a lot of people see yoga as it's stretching, it's stretching and it's exercise and it's like pushing your body. And she was joking about how we've added heat to yoga. But today it was more about sort of centering yourself, breathing, relaxation. More connectivity. In college I studied acting. Do you do you know so we studied the Alexander technique? No. Do you know anything about it? Uh It's really about like imagining the body as a string from your head down to like your toes. And it's about stretching it. Anyway, we did a ton of like movement exercises. So that felt very much like that. Oh, okay. Much more about being centered and relaxed. So that was really cool. And then we did sound bath. Which um, Lauren on our team thought we were all getting into water. That's correct. Which was lovely. One giant bathtub. A giant bathtub. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not that. It's literally we were bathed in sound mm-hmm. through um, bowls, and that was really cool. Yep. And then from there I did Reiki.
1: So what'd you think?
0: Okay, so she set the bowls on my body, and... Was that's not that wasn't so that's Reiki? A combo. So that she, was a combo platter. She
1: does. Okay. What she feels like needs to. Happen.
0: I needed. Okay.
1: So what she'll do is the Reiki is where she might be touching you, she might not, but there's no talking. She's kind of moving, and the vibrational sound therapy. Got um, it. That's when she's using bowls, and she's or she might even yeah. use tuning forks. Uh, there were there were your, tuning forks. Yes. Yeah, so on my head. The forks on your head. Yes. Strange sensation. Yes. Super awesome. So she's reading your energy, and she's working with what you've got. So there's it's never the same thing. I, like I'll be like well, how was it? Oh, she just, you know, she didn't touch me at all. She didn't use that. Yeah. So she does what what she does.
0: Okay, because then after we have a conversation and she was like, "Oh, I saw something in you." And yes. I was like, "Oh," which is wild.
1: I've got stories for you.
0: Okay. Well, I mean,
1: she can really really, I was telling them earlier, she can tell when you've had grief, trauma, whatever. Yeah. You, it, it's it's really strange like people will come in to do it and she'll be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm getting like made did something happen?" Yeah. And Like yeah, somebody passed away last week. I mean, it's it's really incredible the energy work, and sometimes you can even feel when she's moving. Yeah, like energy.
0: It's pretty. I have a so a friend of ours did Reiki. It was an hour long session, and halfway through, she just broke down crying. It's very very. Which it was what yes.
1: I hope that didn't happen to you today. No, I
0: mean it didn't, but it would have been okay if it had, because it seems like the sort of thing where your body and your mind are just in a way you. I found myself sort of setting into neutral, and then whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Does right. that make sense? And then be okay with whatever 100%. comes through, yep. which ended up, at the end, I was like, Woo, I feel so light and relaxed. That's the goal. You know? So yep. that was interesting. And then we did acupuncture for the first time, which I just came from. So we did acupuncture like four minutes ago. Yep. And that was the one thing today that I was probably the most tense about because okay. I'd never done it. And I've never heard a horror story about it or anything like that. I have no problem with needles, mm-hmm. but just the unknown and the the pu- the word puncture being in there. They need to rebrand it. You guys, <laughs> you sure. need to work to rebrand. <laughs>
1: just a little, little stab. Just yeah. something.
0: Yeah, that's all it is. It's like a, like a brick. <laughs> uh, it's but it was lovely yeah. and really unique. And again, at one point, I started to doze off because you you just relax and you say, okay, if if I'm not tense. This experience will be what it's supposed to be. It's kind of what I told myself. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful. And it was great. And so within, I don't know, 12 seconds, our, our uh, digital content producer, Eva, was in the room. And it was like 12 or 20 seconds. And she was like, oh, it seems like you're having digestive issues. And I was like, well, we <laughs> ate prosciutto sandwiches and then did yoga. That's right. So yeah. that's like, you know, <laughs> it was really unbelievable. So this is Astute Wellness. The whole center is about mind and body. Right. And then the connection between the two. So when was it that you decided we need to create a facility that can take care of your mind, take care of your body, and when needed, connect those two things?
1: Yeah. So when I started my practice in 2016, I was doing just therapy. I always kind of had this vision for something bigger. I just didn't know what it looked like at that point. Um, I knew we needed mental health services. I knew that people have insurance and some don't. So I started the practice just basically meeting with whoever came through my door Um, I'm prepared and ready to deal with any mental health diagnosis that comes through. It's a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, trauma, grief, panic, lots of couples therapy. You know, you know, that's a, that's a big one. Oh yeah. And so what I was starting to realize is that people were coming in for 50 minutes, which is awesome. It's amazing to start therapy. Everyone should be in therapy. Then it was like, okay, see you next week. And nothing, nothing was in between That whole time period. Yeah. It's a long time to go. And I'm teaching them the tools they need. But if they're not practicing what we're preaching outside of therapy, it's a long time to kind of just have that 50-minute burst of feeling good, feeling motivated. But what do you do in between?
0: Right.
1: Hence why we have everything here at the Wellness Center. I started prescribing. I don't mean medication. I don't prescribe meds. I was prescribing things like your wellness today. Yeah, the Basically, wellness
0: today, right? Not which is great.
1: Everything in one day normally.
0: Which but you guys should sell as like the like the NASCAR package we, or something.
1: We, we have a little we do some packages with people yeah. who want to come in for couples. It and, was
0: nice. I liked it.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm so glad you did. Um but the idea was like this doesn't feel like enough to me. And I people are coming in really struggling. I don't know if if you know somebody who's experienced mental health issues it's hard. It's hard to work. It's hard to be a dad. It's hard to be a good son or sibling or whatever. So I started to say, I'm going to start prescribing stuff like mood tracking, which means if you're depressed and you're coming in to see me and you're telling me you're not feeling well, we have to figure out what's happening in between those next seven days or those next three days. So they're tracking their mood. They're telling me what's working, what's not working, what I've done over the past couple days they come back with nothing done, and they still feel very badly. That's a really good indication that we're not doing enough, right? Okay. So can we try mood tracking? Can we try gratitude journals? Um, a lot of times people consider gratitude or yoga or mindfulness kind of frou-frou.
0: Okay, I was going to say, Go could like the woo-woo-ness of That's it right. that I hear a lot of people say. Yeah. And I had that in the back of my mind coming in here. I'm very open-minded, very mental health, uh, very pro-mental health. Yeah. and and So coming in here was kind of, you know, but... Maybe ten years ago, me wasn't quite there, and so you know what I'm saying. Me and me as me I think society, we've all certainly the pandemic put the throttle down on us, recognizing like, whoa, we're all in dire need. But the stigma still, I think, exists. Certainly, I think in men, yeah, to say, hey, um, or for another man to tell his friend or brother or coworker, like, you might want to go he talk consider- to somebody, yeah. right? And and um. During acupuncture, we likened it to taking care of your car. We You'll do maintenance.
1: Lot, we use a lot of those metaphors. Yeah, because yeah.
0: it's like, oh, well, why do you do that with your car? Well, I want it to run for as long as possible. Oh, okay, cool.
1: Yeah. And also How about if you yourself? don't, it breaks down.
0: Exactly That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, for sure, the wellness pieces are are super important. They're things you kind of have to do. And so the other issue I was having is is that, you know, I can tell people to do all these things. Like, have you tried mindfulness? And again, my switch with the woo-woo <laughs> yeah. is when clinical data came out. I'm very cognitive. I'm a cognitive behavioral therapist. I work with the brain. I work with neurotransmitters. Sounds scary. It's not. It's talk- It's a lot of talk therapy, but yeah. it's structured. When they started coming out with the combination of how powerful CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, and mindfulness is, is when my switch went. There's now data that shows it's not woo-woo anymore. Yeah. Gratitude Journaling restructures the neurotransmitters in your brain. It's what it does. It's repetitive. It takes negative thought patterns and forces you to then turn them into something more positive over and over and over again. Doing that changes your mindset, the way you think. So it's it's you know I thought the same thing. Like what is all this stuff? But it works, and it's clinically now proven. And there's data to show that all these things combined, you get the best results. And I'm talking without medication. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We touched on the idea of, well, certainly with men, but I think, I think true of everyone. But it, if you have someone in your life yeah. that you feel like, you know, maybe you're on the other end of it and you think, you know what, my mom or my sister or my friend, I think could benefit. How do you recommend people broach the conversation of, hey, taking care of your mental health might be something that we should look into for you?
1: I think, you know, with any conversation you want to give the, we talk about this in couples therapy, you want to give the person the power to go where they need to go with the conversation. So something you may want to start off with is how are you doing? Like, how how are you feeling? What's going on in your life? Oh, you know, I'm super stressed. My, my partner and I aren't getting along. You know, kids are really, really tough, especially when you work and on and on and on. And it's like, you know, then using a real life, life example, like, Hey, I just went to this wellness center or I just read this article on therapy it was really interesting. Can I send it to you? There might be some really great tips. So instead of going straight for you, buddy. Hey there. Yeah. yeah. You to go straight and <laughs> And there's also, right. there's nothing wrong with therapy. You don't have to have something wrong. No. To come. We have people who come in because it's part of their routine. They yeah. go to the gym. They do yoga. They have their mindfulness practices. They drink hot water with honey. Here we are. As their, as their routine. <laughs> and now therapy is part of their weekly thing. Sometimes life is hard. Sometimes yeah. it's not.
0: I found um, for myself, so my first experience with therapy happened during the pandemic. Oh yeah. So I, my wife and I at the time had our daughter. We had not yet had our son. Mm-hmm. The world shut down. I was hosting a show in my closet oh, because we gosh. couldn't go to the studio mm-hmm. and we weren't leaving our house we were lucky enough that we have a home so we're in our own house which is nice so we had two levels okay great i could go upstairs we could find alone time if we needed it but it wasn't readily available and then i had an overwhelming sense of guilt if i if i say i'm going to go upstairs for an hour and close the door well that's me taking myself away from my wife and our daughter it is stressful she's a year old and i'm going to i'm going to just leave that on my wife and walk away no i can't do that yeah. i need to maintain this you know so it took she and i talking about it and me saying like I'm feeling really stressed I really don't know why you know some of it's at work some of it's at home but it's not you it's it's me projecting it onto you mm-hmm. and then finally she was like I think maybe you should talk to someone and so I started and it was it was lovely I did it for at the time, I want to say uh, like a six-month spell. And yeah. by the sixth month and doing it weekly, uh, th- my therapist was like, hey, like, how are you feeling? And yeah. we did this check-in where she was like, how are you feeling? Because you can come and go in this process. Right. Do you find that to be beneficial to people?
1: 100%. Yeah. I always tell people when they come through my door – the goal of life shouldn't be to be sitting on my couch for the rest of your life. And they always go, whoo, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and then three months later, you say, how are you doing? They're great. I don't yeah. want to, I'm staying. I'm not right. going anywhere. So you, know, you, you, it's part of treatment planning. Yeah. Treatment planning means it's ongoing. So we meet with our patients. We talk about what's going on. We prescribe, we give them things, we teach tools and you do check-ins just like yeah. that. I do them every three months with my patients. Oh, okay. How are we doing? How do you feel? Do you like the amount of time you're coming in? You know, if we look at data, which is super important for therapy, um, you know, it's been showing now for like three or four weeks. I have my patients rate everything yeah. as, as a cognitive behavioral therapist. It's quite common. You've been at a nine out of 10 now for four weeks. What does that data tell us? You might be in a place where you could go to biweekly. Yeah. And their answer usually is, I don't want to. They like it. Yeah. P- people always come in nervous about therapy, but it's much harder to get them to go off into the world without it than it is to keep them.
0: Well, that's sort of when we look at our physical health, and people say, "Oh, I'm going to start working out," and there's all those things where it's like, "Oh, it takes three weeks to form a habit, or whatever 21 they are." Twenty right? one days. Yeah, yeah. twenty one day fix to form your habit, mm-hmm. um, and then they then all of a sudden like I can't miss my workout, or else I feel this way or that way, and it seems that uh, taking care of your mental health, mental health should be the same thing, right? Well,
1: they're connected. Yeah. You know, so one of the things I think people overlook with mental health is how intertwined mental and physical health truly are. So if we look at, you know, just basically what mental health does, right? Your body is amazing. Our bodies respond to many things, but the major goal is to keep things kosher, right? Mm -hmm. So when something's out of whack, your body is responding. You get sick, what happens? Your white blood cells attack what's going on, right? It's the same thing when your body is stressed or you're anxious. Your body wants to make things better. It starts to release cortisol. What happens when you have cortisol? It's pumping through your blood. All of these things happen. Cortisol regulates many things, sleep, anxiety, depression, mood, blood pressure. So once you start pumping that cortisol in because of stress and anxiety, mm-hmm. what's happening is your body is going into overload. Everything is out of whack. You're not sleeping weight gain it also regulates your metabolism right yep so let's keep going down this dark rabbit hole shall we Of what okay. can possibly happen <laughs> strap it's, in it's, it's quite <laughs> it's quite detrimental yeah, starting course. with just anxiety yeah you know cortisol is being pumped in you're highly stressed things are out of whack um you're gaining weight you're not sleeping what does it happens with that well you're at risk for things like diabetes yeah. you're at risk for things like cardiovascular issues what happens when you hear that from the doctor, Chris? Things aren't going real well. I
0: get pretty stressed you out. panic. Yeah, you of stress. course. Yeah, You tighten up. Ugh.
1: And then also, you get depressed. Who yeah. wants to feel like they're failing at their own body, right? You yeah. had one job, one job, which was to keep your body healthy. And he's telling me I'm not doing that. It's a vicious cycle, which I strongly believe starts with mental health. If we can reduce the amount of stress, which you hopefully did today. Yeah. If we can focus on the reduction of stress, we're already eliminating so many factors. It could potentially be at some point lethal. Yeah. Right? So they're all connected.
0: Those are some of the signs, obviously. But what do you recommend to people sort of in that interim period that they keep their eye on with themselves? Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming it's person to person. But are there general signals yes. and signs to people where they can look in the mirror and go, okay. I think it's time for a check-in. Yeah.
1: We use a diagnostic manual when we're diagnosing people. So I'm going to give you some of the data that goes with that. Yeah, it's different for each person. You know your body, yeah. right? So let's say you are an active guy who likes to be social. You're somebody who enjoys being around people, pretty good sleeper, pretty good eater. You look like you're very fit, right? And healthy. Well, <laughs> I mean, just, you know. Um, so when those <laughs> things start to change, yeah, right? You're either overeating or undereating your sleep is off. You're noticing that you have a little bit of insomnia. You're no longer, the, I mean, I, I, I listen to you on the radio. I see you yeah, on Instagram. Thank you. High energy, right? <laughs> like to be around people. Mm-hmm. If that changes and you're noticing, you know, I'd rather be back in that closet yeah. when you were doing your,
0: you're doing the show. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That, that shows that something's wrong, right? So those are your first signals. Yeah, It's a change in mood. Maybe you're more irritable with your kids. So you start to notice those changes, and if they start to last longer than two weeks, I would say that's clinically when it's appropriate to say something feels wrong. I'm not able to do this myself, Um, or you're not trying to do it yourself because you just don't feel like you have it in you. Two weeks is always a good time frame to say, like, if things don't snap back, that might be a really good time to start talking to somebody.
0: And as a parent, so my daughter's four. Our son will be two very soon.
1: Oh, just wait till three. Okay. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, the
0: three major is real.
1: It is the worst possible time period. Call me. There when when get there.
0: the terrible twos with our four year old. It wasn't a thing. Two was like a breeze. She hit three, and I was like, "What just happened?" Like literally the day. Worse with boys. Oh, great.
1: So you're welcome. I'm sorry. I just took all of your stress. Yeah, this is great. It's all right back. Right back back to where we go. Yeah, that's what we do.
0: But. Looking at our children, uh, certainly many of the folks listening to the mix have kids. Yep. Uh, many folks uh, listen to the morning show, and and we talk a lot about family. We talk a lot about time with our kids. Many of the fo- you know Whip has kids. Nikki has yep. a, a son. How do we recognize in our children? At what age do we start to say, "Hey, oh wait a second, now. right, right, right off the bat. Okay. You
1: wanna teach kids to have positive mental health. When mm-hmm. my son was one years old, I put him in front of the mirror and we did daily affirmations.
0: Yeah, we do that with our daughter. Let me preface I'm yeah. also
1: not a perfect parent. So oh. I'm gonna tell you things that I've done. Good for you. Right. But let's just not <laughs> let's not pretend that everything's kosher. You're so right. I'm holding him in front of the mirror doing affirmations and then probably doing something to undo that. But <laughs> but right away you wanna teach them what it looks like to have feelings, especially yeah. in little boys. I just posted on my Instagram page Something about men and mental health being super important to start early. Yeah. Um, Talking about feelings. Like, I remember that three year old period was tough. And it was right then I realized he has no idea how to express his emotions literally whatsoever. Yeah. The earlier you can start with those affirmations saying, you know, People always panic. I don't want my kid to see me cry and I'm always nervous. Like patients come in. My kids can't see me anxious. My response is yes, they can. And they mm-hmm. should Yeah, show them what it looks like to have real world emotions and then have them watch you undo it. Yeah, Show them what it looks like to fight with your partner. I mean, I'm not th- talking throwing dishes and getting really, really, you know, yeah, out we of control. don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm glad you've fixed no, we've that. We've moved on, but they should <laughs> see what it looks like to have positive mental health, positive yeah. relationships. And then also what it looks like to like apologize. I don't know if you ever make mistakes with parenting yeah sometimes oh, oh yeah daily so yeah, pretty, right? you know, as most folks do that's right my yeah. son's 13 and i feel like every day i'm like oh, you know yeah <laughs> you could say it <laughs> <laughs> for the love of you know yeah, God, exactly it's, just, yeah. it's important to acknowledge them when you make a mistake yeah just like you model the behavior you want out of a a, a functioning human being at the age of one and two yeah. start it show them what does it look like talk about sadness talk about it sounds like you're really frustrated what can we do what do you need right and I I think people kind of consider it now as parenting that's like too soft I consider it parenting that is setting them up for success yeah and you should
0: and you mentioned what we're having lunch you worked with kids for a long time I did okay so not anymore though okay
1: yeah we're only adults adults
0: here okay great yeah so a family though looking to work with children, yeah. where do you tell them to begin? You know, a mom and dad come in here during couples therapy, and maybe you notice, like, hey, gang.
1: Yeah, something's going you on. You know, Billy
0: and Susie need to be a part of this as well, yeah. you know.
1: I mean, it, de- it really depends on what the situation is and their ages, okay. right? So if you're looking, if you're talking about family therapy, family therapy is key once the adults have a grasp on what's going on. We don't want to okay. bring kids into the mix Of chaos.
0: So is this the put your own oxygen mask on first? That is correct. Okay. And we do
1: that with a lot of things with couples therapy. There's domestic violence, if there's drug use, substance use. We want people to get right with themselves before bringing another person in. Okay. We have to get the couple right before bringing their kids in. If you're talking solely about, I'm worried about my kid. Um, They seem super anxious. You know, I want to know what I should do to help them. That's different. And that looks like we can get evaluations. You can talk to your pediatrician. You can just go straight for therapy. There is yeah. nothing wrong with therapy for anyone, for any reason. If you take them in and they're like, your kid's fine. He's unanxious. He was biting his nails because he felt like it. Who cares? The answer is great. Let's start them off with positive mental health. Learn yeah. that therapy is a great thing to do for everyone. There's no real wrong way of doing mental health.
0: So in terms of even physical health, but what I went through today, right? So the experience that I had in quote relaxation let's just say prior to today right
1: yeah
0: um for me my relax time sincerely is my every three or four week haircut okay so oh, we gotta
1: talk okay
0: prior to today i had three massages gotta talk. two of them were with my wife mm-hmm. as a couple's massage on vacation mm-hmm. and then one of them was in our home after our daughter was born Okay. It was like a gift where it was like, oh, it'll be great. You guys will be so stressed, but this massage art, you know, or massage therapist will come in. It was way more stressful because the in whole time, house. literally yeah. in my I house, didn't love that. Yeah. And then I'm like, there's a three week old that's at any moment, you know what I mean. And it yeah. was our first. So today, I realized halfway through, I was like, oh, this should be part of like a wellness routine or a wellness plan every week. I don't know, but. How do you go about prescribing, as you said earlier, yeah. the right things to the right people at the right Frequency does can that I, make sense? Can I therapize no, you let's first do it. Like, yeah, no, that's what we're here for.
1: Why? Why are you not? Why is your? I know what it means is you get to leave the house. Like a lot of guys say, like the grocery store is like I go and I get away from my family, and the grocery store is kind of it. And I said that yeah. very lovingly. Get away from my family. Is yeah. your haircut? You're you're busy. Is that your only option? Yeah. So tell me why. The
0: truth of it for me, sincerely, is there's I an immense amount of dad guilt. If I if I choose on a day when my wife and I would be with our kids to take time for myself, you know, I should prioritize my time to be with them so that I don't put that pressure on my partner for her to deal with them on a day when we could all be there, right? So what I have with this unique schedule of hosting a morning show, our show ends at 10 and I tend to leave our office around like 1230 or so on an average day. So then I have this afternoon where my kids are in daycare. Mm -hmm. So that weekday time, I've recognized it's like, oh, that has to be your time,
1: which is fine, right? Yep.
0: Um, but the problem is what I end up doing with that time is I do something like I go home and make a quesadilla, I watch something and I fall asleep for an hour, and then I wake up and I'm okay. like, oh, I need to go get the kids, right? Okay. But what I noticed today, certainly during the yoga practice, mm-hmm. we finished that yoga section and I felt totally re-energized. 100%. And relaxed. And I was like, oh, well, maybe, maybe you need to replace some of that nap time or whatever with this, because the napping thing, for example... I'll wake up at like three thirty. Nothing right. Nothing
1: wrong with a nap, though.
0: There's nothing wrong with it, but it takes me another half hour to get the engine running, you know, and like a triple latte in a can or something like that. You, you get know, up,
1: you get up super early, so it, yeah. it's a little it's unique. Weird. It's yeah. a little unique for you. What I would say is is that wherever you can find the time, use the time. And yeah. if I had a dollar for every man I've seen who's married with children or just has children who said that that dad guilt is very real. I'd be a multimillionaire. Yeah. It's almost across the board. Every guy says, how can I book a massage? And actually, you even said your wife today. You're like, she's at home. The kids are home. I'm here getting a spa day. Like, that doesn't feel great. Yeah. What it's if? It's like
0: the first thing I said to you when that we walked the first in. the thing. And I said, <laughs> OK.
1: So remember, a relationship is reciprocity. Yeah. Right? So you should do things solo. You should do things with your wife. And you should do things just you and your kids. And you should do them all together as a family. What happens when the captain of the ship is not his best self. Yeah, it sinks. That's what happens. Right. If you're not taking care of yourself in all the ways I just said, and it's quite difficult, which is why I say, got to come to therapy. We figure it out. We iron it out. We look at what works. There was probably something today you enjoyed more, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So don't say it out because we want everyone to love everything we have here. Oh okay, no, I'm everything was great. Yeah, no, no. But That's I do
0: think joking. that it, there was most definitely going to be someone will have a proclivity or a, a preference to, That's right. oh, this or that. Right. I mean. Having experienced acupuncture for the first time, I was like, "Ooh, I want to do that again."
1: So I just do to all see of it every week. Now I own a wellness center, yeah. So good I for real, you. I realize, <laughs> but remember, I am a single parent. Yeah. I am. I run the practice solo. I am constantly. My son's thirteen. I am. I leave here. I run him to basketball. I do everything solo. Yeah. I also am a professor. I do lots of things. Owning a wellness center and having it here is it makes it accessible. Yeah. I would do it if I didn't own a wellness center. Once you make the shift, when you realize it actually matters how I feel, it matters how I function, because I am in a family system where how I'm representing myself matters to the people around me, you're going to be irritable. If you're not taking care of yourself, I don't care how happy you seem all the time, which seems like you're always, there are times when, again, stress changes your physiological body. Mm-hmm. Things happen when you're stressed, if you're anxious, all of those things. You have to start taking care and finding time, finding what makes you feel good then allowing your spouse the same thing. Yeah. So, little tip, right? You did this whole thing today. This weekend's a great time for you to say, hey, wife. Yeah. Um, I got the kids. You should go do something. Then all of a sudden it changes it. It's no longer guilt. It's like, go do something so that I can have my freedom. Yeah. It becomes almost like a fun game. Like, what are you doing this week, Chris? You're gonna play golf. You're gonna go do something because the girls' night. The girls are calling me. Yeah, it's reciprocity.
0: She's much better at it than I am, and yeah. she's often encouraging me. She's like, "Hey, you should. You, you should call Jim or you should you go should see Keith. Jim. Like, go yes. golf with your whatever. She you should." And I'm always like, "No, no, no, no. I'll just, so I'll just do this thing. You one know. Of
1: those. You're yeah. somebody. You take your job very seriously. It sounds like it's important. Family is great. You have to remember that." The key factor in all of this is you really can't take care of those around you unless you're your best self. Yeah. If a haircut is your jam and that's what you're doing, that's awesome. If a nap a couple times a week is it, super. What else can we do that felt really good? And as you can see, it doesn't take a lot of time for those services to yeah. feel good. You did no. many, you didn't even do real services. I know. <laughs> we literally gave you a taste and then kicked you out the door and we're right. like, move on. Imagine taking 50 minutes out of your day. Just to get a massage or to do your acupuncture and letting that be something for the whole week. And you're not yeah. going to like where I'm going with this because it should be every day. Not a massage, not acupuncture. some type of. Every day, 15 to 30 minutes should be Chris time. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. And you you trade. You trade with your wife. You do things. And you also do bedtimes together. It's about being organized, having a schedule, sticking to it, and yeah. really understanding that, like, you actually do matter in all of this. Yeah. Your wife matters, your kids matter, all that matters. But you also have to find your jam in life. And therapy is a great place to start to kind of figure it out.
0: So in talking about my own self and my sense of needing to find time, let's flip that conversation to a partner who feels they're doing everything. My partner is not pitching in or I don't feel supported by this. Super common. Super common, right? And and I feel like that's sort of the... Um, the narrative that I see often in social, right? Mm-hmm. On social media, it's the parent that's like, I'm doing everything, I'm not getting any backup. I get a lot of dad content on social, both positive both positive and negative about um, either dads that aren't, you know.
1: It's common. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah. But the partner that feels I'm doing everything, I don't have a, a partner that's even 50-50 in this relationship or even 60-40 or whatever people want to try to to balance that at. How do you recommend that partner communicate, I need you to step up so that I can... You know what I'm saying? Like, how do, how do I... This is all day long in couples therapy. Okay, great. Yeah, Probably it's just curious to me.
1: the number one thing we hear people say is complaining about um, daily tasks and not having them be equal. And then it's, the other one is sex. Um, okay. Th- those are the two. And, and finances would be third, right? Yeah. So the first thing I would tell that person you're talking about is to see a couples therapist. And here's why. You need a neutral third party to be like... Hey, Chris, wait a second. Now, she's telling you and she's saying to you, I don't know if she's not saying it a way that makes sense, but she says she needs help. And Mm -hmm. I would then say, can can you say it again? Chris, repeat back what you heard. There's usually a breakdown in communication. And women are notorious. I hate to be um, this person. We want you to read our minds. There's a good chance the person who is complaining Or, reverse it, the guy's not saying anything because he feels guilty. You just said, I probably wouldn't bring up some of these things, or I probably wouldn't do them because it makes me feel bad, right? Mm -hmm. Communication is key. We see a lot of change take place in couples therapy when we can get people to communicate effectively. Not super easy to do on your own, right? Especially because you're so comfortable with each other, you know the person's going to get upset, it seems like more work. Bring it into a therapy session, and you have a trained clinician who can help you figure out Then we break down, like, let's talk about it. Who's doing what? Yeah. Who's doing what? And what do you not like? We always hear, well, you know, I want him to do this. I want him to do that. I don't like the way that he does it. So then I redo it myself again. Hold on a second.
0: Yeah, I've seen that.
1: You're giving him a task or giving her a task. Gotta let, let the task be the task. Yeah. They have to be able to do it. So really having a third party help. Is the best option. Got it. If that's not doable and they can't, start with basic communication, which means having weekly meetings. We call them weekly CEO meetings, a couple okay. <laughs> call them whatever you want. Chit chats, get togethers, doesn't yeah. matter. Um, these weekly meetings start off with asking, "How are we doing right now?" Okay. Tell me how how are we as a couple, as a partner? Yeah. Um, the next one is what's unfinished from the past week. It's a great time to bring up. Well, you didn't do A, B, and C, or it's time for your partner to say you know you were gone at that that wellness thing but then yeah. over the weekend you gave me a freebie and I was out like that made my whole week worth it right could be positive or negative last question is how can I make you feel more loved yeah. over the next week three simple questions start doing that religiously start communicating and start talking about things that aren't just kids work that kind of stuff stuff talk about life goals yeah what is your favorite music right now, right? You probably don't talk about those things anymore because you've been married or you've been in a relationship. Well, or you're like,
0: okay, you're going to pick them up here and drop you them off there and I'm going to get the meat on the way home and the blah, 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 right? It's all logistics. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can
1: change that with those starting. I mean, that's the very basic starting point with those yeah. three questions. Not what's for dinner. Not, you know, did the kids do whatever A, B, and C yeah, today? Who pooped when? I was going to say pooped. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted me very, to go there. Right? Oh, please. Okay? All right, okay. We're very common. Straight to poop. Yeah. Um, It's really more about, like, let's put the logistical stuff aside. Like, what's happening with us? Yeah, could be intimacy-related. A a lot of things are are intimacy-related. People need help getting back on track. There's so many things that incorporate a breakdown of a relationship or just troubles. Hmm. It's not just one thing. It's usually communication. Um, You know, people have love languages we talk a lot about. There's so many different ways you can go. And a lot of times you just need a person to call you out on your shit sometimes.
0: 100%. It seems to couples therapy is something that long time I would say like the generals the general feeling around couples therapy the stigma of it is when things get bad you're gonna then you need it it's a puni- rather or a
1: punishment yeah right 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 if that's it you're not listening right I'm taking you to couples therapy. rather
0: than like well no you go to a weekly uh, like aerobics class so why not go to a weekly conversation with your therapist so that you guys can work out whatever there are before it snowballs and becomes a a larger issue.
1: And you move to bi-week. I have patients I've seen for eight years. Yeah. And they're not going anywhere because it's now part of their routine. Yeah. What's funny is at this point I do very little. I I mean, I'm really, (laughs) really doing very little, but they want me there. And they say, oh my gosh, this happened this week, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm listening. I'm ready. I'm ready to intervene. And Mm -hmm. it's like. Okay, well then what? Well we figured it out. We figured yeah. it out because they have the tools, they're ready to go. Right. They just want to place that in case. it's almost like in case we can't do this. Mm. And we we have this person we we trust, we know, you know, they they feel very comfortable. I don't have tons of new tools to share. And to be fair, they're doing a lot of the work on their on their own now, yeah. but it's part of their routine. It's car maintenance, it's gym, it's whatever right. haircuts. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Whatever yeah. you want to do at that point. It's not super clinical. But it's still a place where people just have a safe place to talk. Okay. Yeah.
0: Two thoughts before we go. So, recently, it was uh, trending on the internet. A bunch of text messages between Jonah Hill and one of his ex girlfriends were released, mm-hmm. in which he was using a lot of what people are calling therapist speak. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not a licensed therapist Shouldn't in any do way. That. Correct. So my question to you is because I see it a lot on social media. I see a lot of people using, quote unquote, therapist speech. Right. Potentially weaponized, or using it in a way that's, oh, you're just glomming on to a, a, a phrase that people use, but you're not using it correctly, and you're, you know what I mean. So, do you see, or have you seen a rise in social media where, it's become a bit dangerous for people to use language like that out of? I mean, does for that make sure, sense? For
1: sure. I mean, you're yeah. not a clinician. It's funny because I just was listening to something the other day, and I can't remember the exact context, but the woman who's famous, I won't mention her name, was talking about um, the chemistry of the brain. And she was saying, that, like, this melts your brain. You know, This is actually – and I was like – You're an actor. You've now just told them that their brains are melting and you're a public figure and people are listening. That is very damaging. Yeah. Please do not do that. P- please don't talk mental health. Talk your jam, not this. Right. For certain – you know, people are using terms – some buzzwords are great. Yeah. Like the hashtags for mental health matters, those are great. Using clinical terms to try and treat or help people is not great. Your friends, and actually I would say, this is why therapy is important. Um, Your friends are not trained clinicians. Strangers on social media are not trained clinicians to help you. Oversharing, venting. Venting actually doesn't have a real purpose. Venting in a therapy session is great because I can then say, get it out. Now we restructure it. Your friends don't know how to do that. So be careful with the language you're using. You know, people are, the other thing is, is a lot of people are in therapy now. So they're taking lingo from their therapist and using it. I think that's great. Yeah. You know, that can be helpful. That can be, but don't treat people using the terms that you've heard or you've learned about and, and give mental health advice. Okay. Don't talk about shrinking brains.
0: So finally, let's yeah. say someone walks into the Astute Wellness Center for the first time. Yeah. What can they expect walking through the doors? I mean, we've, we've got video of our mm-hmm. time here, your your I wouldn't even want facility feels like the wrong word. Your I don't know place. It's beautiful. Practice. We call your it practice. practice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. It's very serene. It's relaxing. It's really well decorated.
1: Thank you. Very yeah. Much.
0: Like yes. fantastic. Thank
1: you for noticing. Yeah. The whole
0: time I was like, wow, is this HGTV? Yep. Uh, in a really positive way. You got hair and bone floors. Like Thank it's you great. So much. Yeah. It's you can tell sincerely in every single room. Mm-hmm that thought was put into how this room will be laid out, the comfort of this room, the color, even the textures of the That's fabric. Right. Mm-hmm. So aside from all those wonderful things where you walk in and you're like, oh my goodness, what else can someone expect when they first come in?
1: Dignity. We wanted to build a place where people were not in the basement of a medical center and dark smelling place. We wanted people to come here knowing that whether it's for therapy or wellness services or for whatever reason, group therapy events, you can feel badly and still come to a place for help that makes you feel really good. Yeah. We've got therapy. I've got 24 therapists. They all specialize in different things. Anxiety, depression, panic, whatever you've got, OCD, disordered eating, LGBTQIA, BIPOC therapy, it's all here. Yeah. Um, you can expect that you'll be placed with a therapist. I place every single person who comes to the door myself with the therapist, that's the right match. Oh, amazing! It's not by scheduling. It's by Karina is the right fit for this. So is this person. So is that. Yeah. What is the, what are their openings? It's treatment planning. It's prescribing things. The best part is now we've removed the human error. We've removed the mental health stigma behind not being able to get out of bed and, and book things. It's all right here. So whatever is prescribed, whatever is is needed to feel better, you now have help doing it. You walk to the retail section. You get your mood tracker. want to do yoga, the girls, the front desk, the admin will book it for you. Massage is it or acupuncture. All you have to literally do is book it after your session. It's super convenient and it's super easy. It's a one-stop shop for everything. That's what we call it. Wow. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. And
0: congratulations. It's phenomenal. You You built this all yourself. Solo. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. I really appreciate that.
0: Thank you. Thank you for your time today. This has really been wonderful chatting I'm with so you. I'm so
1: happy. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. we'll talk soon then. Oh, yeah.
0: I, I think my wife and I are coming back very soon. I, mean, I, I owe her some massages and maybe some acupuncture. You to, and... Now
1: I remember, reciprocity is yes. coming, coming your way. It's
0: all a big part of it. That's
1: $250 for
0: that tip. Okay, okay. great. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you my card <laughs> on the way out. <laughs> Thank you so
1: much. Thank you. Thank you.